You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got some good things to go over today in regards to The Bachelorette. Got some possible next Bachelor news. Got to talk about Big Brother last night. Gosh, we're going and talking about race again on this show. Why this show keeps putting its foot in its mouth, I have no idea. They just can't go a season without it happening. It's It sucks. Uh, a little uh, Survivor. Season 43 cast was announced yesterday, and maybe talk a little bit of the challenge. We'll get to that momentarily. As you know, this podcast brought to you by Dame Products. Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share, plus sex that you'll look forward to. Use code REALITYSTEVE to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. That's REALITYSTEVE to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. So let's get started here. First off, my podcast number 302. My Thursday podcast comes out in a couple hours from now, and it'll be with Benedict Polizzi of F-Boy Island. You know, the guy that Louise dumped at the end for Mercedes that everybody, not only at home, was probably cheering for, but even on the show. Like, every guy told Louise, that's the guy you need to pick, and she still didn't do it. But you'll hear Benedict's take on it. Benedict is a stand-up comedian. If you've seen his Twitter and Instagram videos, he's a very funny guy, very creative, good content creator. TikToks are funny as well. Just an all-around great interview, and uh, that'll be up in a couple hours on the Reality Steve podcast feed. A couple things that I talk about in the first 10 minutes before we get to the Benedict interview, I'm going to talk about here first as well, because I don't know if you listen to one or the other. If you listen to both, you're going to hear the same thing twice, basically. Um, in terms of the subject matter, but I have to do it because some of you may listen to this and not listen to that one. Some of you may listen to the Thursday podcast and not listen to this. So I have to cover it both. All right, let's first start off with the Bachelorette television schedule. Yesterday we talked about it on this podcast and we got our answer. It was supposed to be the original report said we were going to get part one of the overnight dates on Monday, next Monday the 5th part two of the overnight dates on Tuesday the 13th, and then the finale and after the final rose on Tuesday the 20th. Well, that's been changed. We now have it official that it's going to be, we knew yesterday that, um, I said the Instagram account for The Bachelorette said, next week is back-to-back episodes. Monday and Tuesday, the 5th and 6th, will be overnight dates for both women. I don't know how they're going to mix it up, but it's going to be back-to-back nights. However, now we know part one of the finale is going to be Tuesday the 13th, and part two of the finale is going to be Tuesday the 20th. Now, if you didn't know this, Robert Mills on his SiriusXM radio show reported that both of those episodes, the 13th and the 20th, the part one of the finale and part two of the finale, are both going to be basically the same thing, something they've done in the past where they haven't done it on separate weeks. I think they did it on back-to-back nights. I can't remember what season it was. Was it was it even Clayton's season? Was it last season? Basically, on both of those episodes, there's going to be the taped footage from when they filmed back in May in Mexico for what happened at the end of the show, and then they're going to still have a live studio audience that they're going to go to and have segments there. And that's going to happen on Tuesday the 13th and on Tuesday the 20th. So... I don't think they're going to save one girl for one night and one girl story for the next week. There's no way. They're going to do it all. We're not going to know the end result 
in terms of showing the finale and the final rose ceremony for each woman until the 20th. There's not going to there's no way because people would tune out if they did one woman's finale on the 13th and one woman's finale on the 20th. But Robert Mills, executive producer or director or a programming of alternate reality programming at ABC, I, I forget his title, but uh, a big wig up at ABC um, said it that there will be the taped footage from Mexico on both the 13th and 20th and also live aspects of it where Jesse will be in studio and saying, all right, let's you know look at Tino's overnight date. And then they go to that and they come back to the audience and stuff like that. So that's the schedule. We finally got a breakdown of what's going to happen. Fifth and sixth next week, overnight dates. Tuesday the 13th, part one of the finale. Tuesday the 20th, part two of the finale, along with the after the final rose. And then the following Tuesday is when Bachelor in Paradise starts. Um, I have some news in regards to the next Bachelor. Not about who it is, but who it isn't. And I feel confident reporting that it's not going to be Nate. Now, in terms of why isn't it Nate, what happened, was your story the thing that did him in, I have no idea about any of that. I'm not going to take any credit for it. I don't think it did. Um, But the things that I'm hearing are that it's not Nate. And what I am hearing was that he turned it down. They definitely wanted him, and he has said he doesn't want to do it. Now, could that be him saving face and him saying he doesn't want it and he was never even offered it? I guess it's possible, but I don't know the details. All I was told was Nate rejected the offer to be The Bachelor. So don't expect to see him on your TV anytime soon. And it means we're moving on to somebody else. I don't know who from this season outside of maybe Zach. Uh, I I don't I don't see it being um Avon, I don't see it being Logan, I don't see it being Ethan, I don't see it being Spencer, I don't see it being Jason. So I so if you're asking me who I think it's going to be now, now I have no idea. Like I thought it was going to be Nate. Um and I know they wanted him, but apparently he's rejected. He doesn't want to do it for whatever reason, and I'm not going to sit here and speculate because I have no idea. But it's not going to be him, and I don't know who they have in store and who they're talking to. Uh, It could be one of Rachel and Gabby's guys. It could be someone from a past season, or they could, like I think they should, my opinion, just go with somebody new. Just bring somebody in that nobody's ever heard of outside of his family and friends and just make him The Bachelor and our first one since Matt Grant that was just plucked out of oblivion and said hey here you go here's your bachelor Uh, in regards to this is going to be the last time i probably comment on this story because there isn't anything else to report you know the story that i was working on where i said i was speaking to a girl who wanted to tell her story and then i haven't heard from her for two weeks and she's ghosted me and she hasn't returned the last five texts seemingly that story is dead in the water if she ever came back to me for sure and said she wanted to do it by 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 all means, I would tell the story. But I can't sit here and say she's going to when she just hasn't responded to anything I've said in two weeks. So um, that story is pretty much dead, but I told you morally and my own conscience I could not not do anything. So I will let, have you know that behind the scenes I have notified uh, people that should know about this story. And we'll leave it at that because... There's no story that's public, so I don't know how this is going to change anything within the franchise. It's not public out there, so there's nothing they can really do publicly 
um, because there's not a story. It's not out there. It's not news to be like, oh, there's a story about this guy in the franchise that Reality Steve put out. Now let's see what the show does. You don't know the guy. And trust me, I've seen the speculation and I've seen the things that are going around and I'm not even going to hint as to who this guy is. I'm not even going to hint at what the possible scenario is that were, was being discussed here. Because of toxic bastardation, and I know the way this fan base is, people are going to get falsely accused of things. And I've already seen names being thrown around and situations being thrown around that things that have been sent to me, and I'm telling you right now, you're all wrong. Nobody's gotten the name right, and nobody's gotten the situation right. So I would just say, let it go. I'm letting it go after this. I just wanted to tell you today that I did what I needed to do behind the scenes, and now it's out of my hands. And unless this girl comes back to me and says, you know, I thought about it more and I want to do the story, then then it will get out. But I'm not banking on that. There's probably a less than 10% chance that that's going to happen just based on the fact that she hasn't responded. But I would just advise everyone, don't throw names out there. Don't throw situations out there because it doesn't do anybody any good. And to be honest, everyone is wrong so far. So knock it off. Don't do it. It makes you look bad. And the story is now over, and I'm not going to cover it anymore. All right, let's move on to Big Brother last night. There's obviously a lot to unpack here. And for a guy who's not following the live feeds, I'm very well aware that there's more stuff than what was even shown last night. So what I want to do is actually, I'm going to wait until tonight's episode airs, because tonight it looks like we're going to get the house meeting where everyone confronts Kyle. And I just want to see how that goes. I want to see how the um, power veto goes and how the eviction goes in terms of the nominations because we didn't get the nominations last night. However, I have been informed of what the nomination was. So mute your podcast right now if you don't want to know who is up for eviction tonight. All right? Three, two, one. So Turner took, uh, uh, Michael took Brittany off the block Turner had to replace the nom, and he replaced Brittany with Kyle. Clearly because of what he was told from Michael and Brittany. So we go from there, and I'll have a lot more to say tomorrow. But what I'll say from what was shown to us on the episode last night, I just think that clearly Kyle was out of line. And I know that there are people that are defending Kyle, and saying Michael and Brittany used this to their advantage and this was gameplay. Why didn't they use it two weeks ago? No, it absolutely was gameplay. However, the information that they shared needed to be shared. Now, they did they use it to your, their advantage? Yes. When they needed, when they wanted to protect Kyle, they weren't telling the story. But now that one of their own is on the block, Taylor, they used it to possibly put Kyle up and. Here's the thing, though. It needed to be said. And my issue with what Kyle said, and I'm guessing there are people out there that are defending him, and I, I would suggest just not. You know, I don't think he's the worst person in the world. I don't think he's a raging racist. But that was some serious microaggressions that he shared to Michael and Brittany because he was the only one thinking it. I understand the cookout is a thing, and if you're on that show, clearly the cookout happened. You'd be naive to not think it could happen again. However, 
Like nobody is saying he's not allowed to think it. However, the problem is he came with that story of, you know, Monty Taylor, Indy, Joseph, Jasmine, and Terrence forming uh, an alliance because it looks similar to the cookout. First off, nobody else had that thought in their head. And secondly, he had no evidence that those players were working together. So where did he come up with that? Taylor's been bullied early on in the season. She's been on the block five times now. Terrence has been on the block, what, three? Like, it it didn't make any sense other than he was just lumping them in because they were all people of color. He had so much evidence that there wasn't a alliance similar to the cookout, like he said. It it was a bad look all around. I'm really curious, though, and I'm not canceling Kyle at all. I know some people are. I'm not going to cancel the guy. I think there's a there's an, there needs to be a discussion about this, and we are going to see this discussion tonight. And then once the discussion happens tonight and we see what he said, I've already been hearing rumors that Terrence is open to having a conversation with Kyle, and Terrence is like, look, we don't need to destroy this guy. Let let this be a teaching lesson, which it should be. It shouldn't just be, oh, immediately dismiss the guy. It should be a teaching lesson. And if the people that he said that against are saying it should be a teaching lesson, why not listen to them? They're the ones directly affected by this. I'm not going to sit here and say, why is everyone getting offended? And nor should anybody else who's white. You don't have the right to say what offends you and what doesn't when it doesn't have to do with you. Monty was obviously bothered. Taylor was obviously bothered when they heard this from Michael and Brittany. I'm sorry. As a white person, I don't get to say what offends me in terms of this situation. It has nothing to do with me. I'm not black. I have not been in their shoes. If they're offended by it, then they're offended by it. And I can't say get over it. That's just silly. So I hope people understand that. And I know that there are probably people that are defending Kyle and saying, why does this? Why does this, everything have to be made about race? He wasn't being that. Look, nobody else thought it, and nobody else openly verbalized it to others. It just was not a good look. And, you know, coming from a guy, a former Mormon, lives in Utah, unemployed, does TikToks with his mom, like, are you, are you totally surprised that Kyle had those takes that Kyle had that mindset. I'm not, but this is a teaching lesson. This is where instead of canceling people, you have a conversation about it. I hope that this conversation goes well with the house and I hope they don't just, I'm sure they're mad at him. I'm sure that bothers him. It bothers them what he said, but there's a way to turn this into a positive. And I hope they do that. And I'm hearing rumors that at least Terrence isn't all about canceling Michael, uh, canceling Kyle and making it about, Hey, let's make this a teaching lesson for him. This is not, this is not good. This is not acceptable. You don't say that. And let's see where it goes from there, but I'll have, I'll have more to say tomorrow. Cause I, I want to see how it plays out. I want to see how this talk went. I want to see how everybody handled it. And let's see if let's see who gets eliminated. I mean, this could be the demise of his game. And if it is, I'm curious to see what he says to Julie. When he, if he gets eliminated, let's see what he says to Julie. And, and, you know, we'll have a lot to talk about tomorrow. I'll have a lot of opinions 
uh, more so tomorrow about it. But let's just not immediately jump to canceling people because this, like I said, I don't think he's some sort of raging racist, but those were definite microaggressions toward people of color that he said in the house and they are bothered by it. So they have every right to speak out about it. And it looks like it's probably going to cost him his game. He's certainly never going to win in the end. Maybe he doesn't go home tonight, but he has no chance to win in the end now, I don't think. Um, But let's see how they handle it. And let's see if they do use it as a teaching lesson and just tell him why what he said offends them. Because I don't think Kyle understands why it does. And he needs to be told it. Um, The other thing I want to say about Big Brother is and this has to do with the bros movie is the bros PR department. Did they get a budget of like $10 million? Like they're all over the mental all yet on Monday. They're all over last night's episode. Now granted this happens every season on big brother. I think where there's always an episode where if you win a, some sort of challenge, you get to watch a movie upstairs and take a few people with you. Like this isn't new, but the fact that we already saw the giant promotion of the bros movie on Monday on the men tell all episode. And then again, Last night, it's like, okay, we get it. The bros movie. Like, I'm probably going to go see it. I'm going to watch it because I think Billy Eichner's hilarious. Billy on the Street is literally one of my favorite YouTube uh, clips and YouTube shows to watch. I think that's downright genius. So I'm definitely going to see the movie. I'm just saying, two times in a span of three days, just getting that movie shoved down our throat the overpromotion of it. I mean, good for them. The PR department's working overtime on that movie, but it's like, okay, we got it. So, um, survivor 43 cast was announced yesterday. It's up on most of the entertainment sites. It's on us weekly. It's on people.com. It's on EW.com. Um, I haven't done a deep dive on the contestants, but, You know, this was filmed back-to-back in 2021. That's the amazing thing about the second Survivor season, the one that airs... um, Oh, sorry, sorry, this was was, um, filmed April and May, so this is the first one. The season 44, which will air in the spring, literally by the time that finale airs, it'll been a year, basically, since they finished filming, and that's just crazy to me. But, yeah, this this fall season should uh, should be pretty good. Same thing, it's in Fiji, and it's going to be... What are they down to now? Um, 20, 22 days. What is it? Yeah. 22. Yeah. 22, 24 days, something like that. Um, it'll be interesting. And I want to, I'm curious because survivor has always been my favorite reality show. I've said that for years. It, it'll never not be my favorite reality show. And then last thing in terms of the challenge last night, I you know, look, Sarah won survivor and she's a beast on survivor and she's a beast on this show. But she has a very, very high opinion of herself. Like it is, it is off-putting at times. She's great at challenges, and anytime there is a challenge, I wouldn't want to go up against her. But she, she really has, and, and you know, she's got a title under her belt of Survivor. Good for her. But she really, really kind of just falls back on that a lot, it seems like. She she hasn't verbalized it that, hey, I'm a former Survivor winner, but just the way she carries herself. She's very confident, bordering on cocky. I would say it's actually more towards cocky. 
But again, a very high opinion of herself. She destroyed Cash in the arena. Really wasn't even that close, especially the first leg of that uh, arena match. But I, I still think two Survivor players are going to end up winning this if there is a male and female lead. And then after last night, I think Danny's now a player. Danny's been kind of under the radar, and the fact that he had no money and hadn't won anything, he was the only person who hadn't qualified for TJ's final, and now he has. I think he's a player now. This guy's a former NFL player, played Survivor. Uh, I, I think he's I think he's up there. So uh, challenge is getting good. We're down to what, 10, 12 people left maybe? But, yeah, Sarah doesn't seem to have the greatest social game and really just walks around like nobody can beat her. And maybe nobody can. Maybe she wins this season. I don't know. But... <laughs> It can be off-putting as a viewer. Trust me, I've 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 felt that way a few times. I'm like Sarah, just tone it down. We get it. You're good, but you haven't proven yourself yet. Yet last night was literally the first time you won anything, um, in this game. Right? That was the first time she won, or she had won one other previous time. I think I forgot. But Angela had three. Angela had more, way more wins on her belt this season than Sarah did, and Sarah's walking around like she's running the house. So. I'm curious to see how this season finishes up. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Check out the podcast number 302 coming up in a couple hours with Benedict Polizzi from F-Boy Island. That'll be up on the Reality C podcast feed, like I said, about uh, 9.45 Eastern time this morning. So thank you for listening. I really appreciate it, and I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.